Welcome to a Millennial's Guide to Real Estate Investing. Here is your host, Antoine Martel. I have a guest today, Ray Marquez, who is a real estate investor in Tampa, who's going to talk to us today a little bit about wholesaling and how he got started in real estate investing. Um, so welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. No problem. Yeah, no problem. So I guess tell everybody a little bit about yourself in terms of your real estate investing background and what you've done so far, and then we can kind of dive into them. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm pretty predominantly just a wholesaler out here in the Tampa area. Um, currently under a mentor. I've had a few wholesale deals now, and I started back in January. Um, but... That's, I mean, that's what we do. Obviously, we my wholesaler does a little. I mean, my mentor does a little more. Uh, so I'm kind of just learning the things under him. Uh, but my 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 uh, position right now is just kind of uh, you know ahead of acquisition. So I'm going out looking at the properties, let them know what the. Um, so so a little bit of background on me is my company or my my family is a big construction company. And I think that's where my value is here. I go out there and really evaluate and give, you know, good numbers as to what's going to be needed. Yeah, it's important. Right. And um, so I think that's where my that's where I'm strong, strong at right there. Okay. And then so what is your what did you do before January? What have you been doing leading up to real estate investing and what kind of made you want to get into it? Yeah. So uh, before I've only been back in, in, in Florida um, going on um, two years now, and the, the year before is I, I, I happened to just uh, find a job which is um, uh, like a steel detailer. So we put like the reinforcement, like all these high rises going up down here in Florida and stuff. And and then through that, I mean, I just on downtime, I was like, man, what do I got to do? I got to find a way of doing something else. Like I do not want to sit behind this monitor all day every day. And slowly started getting into seeing what real estate was and what it was all about and i think i saw adders like you know you can make money without having anything i don't know you know like those yeah, those, yeah, wholesale, yeah. those little wholesale catchphrases yep. and i was like it just like sparked me man i was like what is this and when did you see that ad do you remember uh where no it when? was actually like how how oh, fast did you start actually getting involved with real estate after you you had learned about wholesaling yeah i saw i saw that like in like in november and I started diving into it. And I'm talking about every break that I had, the whole lunch hour, I was like just seeing more and more. And then come uh, by the end of November, I was already like on bigger pockets, had a thing, reaching out to like the big players or so they were like on bigger pockets. And then this this guy like reached out to me like, yo, we have a Tampa, you know, like a real estate meeting thing and we have a guest speaker coming out. It was like way across, like 45 minutes from me. And I was like, whatever, I'll go. And I went there, man, wow. and it just so happened that I, 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 they asked me to speak, like, out of everybody. I'm doing, there's, like, 30 <laughs> people in there. <laughs> it's, like, my first meeting. They're, like, hey, you know, tell us, like, what do you do? And I'm, like, yeah, I just kind of found out about this. Um, but, you know, I'm, like, in construction. So then after the meeting, you know, actually, the, who my mentor now was the one speaking that night. And he approaches me himself. He's, like, yo, you say, you know, you're in construction, like, your family. I'm, like, yeah, you know, we do this. Um, pretty much all the exterior work and construction he was like oh, okay would you be interested in like getting more familiar with this and I was like of course 
you know, and then that one thing led to another. He kind of was like testing, I guess, to see really how much. And he and kind of gave me like a scenario where he was like, okay, like this house, how much would it need? What's your estimate? Yeah. And I was like, well, shoot, this is like right up my alley. And I told him, and he was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, I think you have one of the things that, you know, is like hardest to learn, kind of yeah. really giving accurate numbers. And so, you know, I'm thankful that he, he kind of saw that in me. And, and I mean, it's been from there. That was December. And then come January, I was like, active wow yeah yeah i was like it just it happened really quick and i was like wow shoot. yeah that's awesome well it's yeah because it's awesome too because you already had that that knowledge and that knowledge of somebody going and being able to walk through a property and already knowing what the value of that rehab is going to be and what that rehab budget's going to look like is a hard skill to learn it takes some people you know 50 or 100 houses and bids to walk through before they actually get the hang of it um but, you know, you come in with that experience and provide that experience and that knowledge to that mentor who now you can take that time away from that mentor for that mentor to do other things. Um, but it was also on you, like a great move to get right on bigger pockets and to take action and to go out to those networking events. Um, I've met a lot of great people at those networking events, too. And they're great places to find joint venture partners, to find mentors and stuff like that. And I think a mentor is one of the most important people you can find as well and the one of the easiest ways and the, just the way you did it which is what i tell people a lot of the times is to go and find these mentors on bigger pockets and there's so many people around you who are doing exactly what you want to be doing well just ask one of those people to take take them up for coffee take them up for lunch and share with them your hustle and your drive and you know either tell them that you have the money the time or the knowledge and one of those things is something that they're going to need, right? So, um, you know, great job for going out and finding that mentor and actually taking action with the knowledge that you have already. And now you can implement it and, and you know, be part of this guy's whole ecosystem. Um, so then I guess from there, you, you went into this, this mentor's team. And then so what did you start doing for this mentor? And were you just his kind of boots on the ground guy walking around houses doing rehab estimates for his wholesales or what what role did he play yeah so uh, and honestly i think the first <laughs> the first month or two were like kind of frustrating um because you know he he really it, like really really wanted to get like the why like you know he's always he's always i remember the first few months he's always like you know you really got to find your why like because this, there's going to be times like this when it gets hard and you know you don't want to you, you got to dig and so for the first few months, I was kind of just, he had a lot of trainings that he was, you know, sending me, hey, listen to this video and all this. But eventually, you know, one day he just texted me. He's like, hey, you know, Saturday, I need you to meet me at this place uh, for a training. And I'm like, all right. And then that's kind of like when I got my first real sense of like what it is that, he, you know, going yeah. out to see a, a, a property. And he was kind of like, you know, just shadow me. If they engage in conversation with you, then answer. But, you know, try not to answer. Let me kind of guide it. And you kind of just soak it in how it's supposed to be. Um, but after that first visit, I was like, yo, like, you know, this is, this is it. Nice. And I, and, and, and so from, from that moment forward, um, <clears throat> you know, I went on a, a, another, I don't know, five or so visits with him and then kind of just soaking in all that I could. And then, you know, he's like, all right, man, look, you have this one, this property came in. I need you to, you know, call this person, you know, kind of, uh, build some rapport with them and then see if you can set something up to go, go look at the property and sure enough man who went um saw it and everything was great you know i gave them i think we ended up getting that one on their contract 
We actually, yeah, the first property that I went to go look, we ended up getting under contract. Um, then, but during our inspection period, we saw that there was a lot of termites, a lot yeah. of things. Uh, they just really didn't want to re- renegotiate a little bit, so it didn't go through. But I, 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 you know, I was really proud that on the first one that I went, I kind of gave, you know, pretty good numbers. Uh, yeah. Not obviously, I couldn't see if there was termite damage, but um, upstairs, but. Uh, yeah, it, that so for now on, that's what I do. I go out, boots on the ground out here. I'm managing like four four counties out here. Awesome. Um, and and that's it, man. I'm super busy, so it's I love it. And so now, are you are you doing this full time? No, 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 no. And that's and that's the hard part. Um, yeah. I'm still I still have my full time um, detailing job, so I'm there from you know um, seven in the morning to four in the evening. But I mean afternoon. But uh, you know it. it and, and I'm sure you know it's all about getting the system down, man. Because within, um, you know, the time, the break periods that we have at work and my lunch hour, that's kind of when I make all my calls. Yeah. And if I have any any properties to see during the week, they're all, you know, after four. Yeah. And um, so it's hard. It gets hard, but I think yeah. it's just, you know, wanting to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And the, you know, if you if you really want to do something, you're gonna find the time to do it, right? So. But I think and it doesn't even bother you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you really want to do it, you're kind of like, yeah, man, like I got another exactly. house. I got someone else to call. Well, it's exciting. Yeah, it's like you're looking forward to your breaks and your lunches and after work now. And, you know, you're spending most of your day, you know, paying the bills by getting that salary and that paycheck. But then, you know, the, the rest of the time, your, high, your side hustle is eventually going to take over that, that job that you have right now. And that's going to be your main source of income. And that's the goal. And what you're trying to get to right so um you'll get there eventually just it's going to take a lot of hard work outside of those hours but you know that's what i like about doing those property visits is that a lot of the property visits will actually be after 4 p.m because i do a lot of direct mail and, and stuff like that too to try to get off market leads and when i send somebody out there typically they that person who owns the house works from nine to five anyways and mm-hmm. we need to come after 5 p.m or at 5 p.m so you know, it kind of lines up with you, with your schedule. There's very few people who want us to come, you know, midday um, to come and check out their properties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, so how how is your mentor and you? What's the setup of that wholesaling business? How is he getting his leads in um, and stuff like that? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, he, well. When I first started with him, he, I mean, he was, he's crushing the like probate leads out here. And for the most part, uh, like maybe like the first, uh, I don't know, say up until, well, actually May, uh, yeah, May up until like around May, he was really hitting those probate leads hard. And then, you know, he was like, Hey man, so I got a buddy down South who, um, who's really getting leads out of like the MLS. He's like, do you want to like kind of link up with him and see how he's doing it and i'm like i mean sure so i you know i took a trip guy taught me everything so now what i'm doing like during my break times or my lunch hour is um i i got this we got a realtor who's a buddy of ours and he sends me you know these automated leads and i'm just running the numbers on them and if i see one that's close that we can maybe you know offer something on boom we will we'll send something over and 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 so a lot of the a lot of our at least my deals now are coming in from that, just straight off the MLS. Um, okay. And you guys are just doing a like tracking the person's phone number, and then giving you're giving them a call and trying to schedule an appointment. Well, no. Um, 
I get the, you know, the information. I'll send it over to our buddy who's the, the realtor, and, and, and we're like, hey, you know, give, these, give this guy a call. You know, see if they're willing to work with the, with the you know, we're cash buyers. And um, so he'll he'll set up the appointment and everything, and then mm. usually, and then I'll go out there and 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 see it, and uh, and we'll go from there. So we kind of use our our partner, our, our realtor partner, to kind of just everything go through him, you know. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, because I that's not how I do it. I cut the realtor out of my flow. So I send the direct mail, and then or you know whatever, I get the leads and I find the phone numbers, and then I actually um, call them myself. And I told right. them, hey, I'm an investor. I want to buy your house. Um, but I think that putting a realtor in place, while it makes your system a little bit slower because it has to go through one more person and that's mm -hmm. one more paycheck that needs to be paid out, right? Um, yeah. But what it does, it creates some rapport. Um, for some reason, people trust, well, it makes sense. People trust, homeowners trust real estate agents more than they'll trust investors, um, which may be one of the reasons why... Um, you know, it's been it's been really hard for us to get off market leads because we are, you know, we're presenting ourselves as the investor and not the realtor. Um, did you ever did you ever test it as you guys just coming in as the real estate investor? Yeah, yeah. So um, sometimes you know, just make that cold call over to the realtor and let them know, hey, you know, we're cash buyers. Hey, you know, they always come with the oh, well, how'd you get my number? Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and all that. But it actually it was working. It was working good. Um, but, you know, I don't know, you know, my mentor was like, you know, we're just going to start going to Pete, uh, which is our realtor. Is like, we think it's, it's just going to be a little more smoother uh, on that part of it, on them not being so, uh, yeah. I guess, defensive I right agree. off the back. I agree. And um, but but um, I mean, there's, you know, and, and I get it because there, it, it definitely does cut off that um, defensiveness from the sellers, though, yeah. because uh, you would get a lot of, oh, you're an investor. And off the back, they're like, all right, we already don't want to do business exactly. with you. Exactly. You know? Yeah, or you're um, just so gonna cut you're gonna off. give me a low ball offer. They would always say that, like ah, dude. And I just <laughs> I just called his. Uh, I saw a Fisbo sign, and I I called him up, and first thing he hears, investor, and that's right off the back. He's like, I'm not wasting my time with you, <laughs> well, sir. Well, sir, you haven't even you know. Yeah. You haven't even said you anything. Don't know what but, I yeah, want to offer yeah. You. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And then, so how many deals have you guys completed then since you started in January? Yeah. So. Uh, We've got now three, um, which I mean, I I think at this point with one I'd be like still really happy with. Yeah. But I mean I'm super stoked about that. Yeah. Um, I think I think the first deal that I had was probably the funniest though. I mean it was just it was just awkward, it was not awkward, but it was like not the typical deal that I expected after like you know seeing what what wholesaling was all about and stuff. Yeah. yeah so and, I guess um, walk walk us through that deal. How did that first deal? look for you and how were the what were the different aspects of it so the first deal happened that my mentor actually got a lead and he sends it over to me and he was like ray i need you to look into this one <clears throat> here's the phone number uh get the details from uh, the person that sent it to him so i called this guy up and he was like yeah so it's pretty much just the vacant land and i'm like a, a vacant land all right um i mean you know, what's the asking price on it? It's like, oh, all right. It's like like half an acre. I think they're asking for like 5K. And that instantly, I was like, 5K out here for a piece of land, like half an acre? What? That's a deal already, right? So I yeah. call this, uh, I call a lady up, and then she's like, um, yeah. So I kind of start asking questions. You know, why are you selling it? And all this. And 
one thing led to another. I mean, they were getting divorced, and they had initially tore down their house that was really on it, wanted to rebuild a new one, but they got a divorce, and now they're trying to sell it. And and that's it. I mean, the lady was like, the only times that I can show this land to you are between 8 in the morning and 10 in the morning because she was like a nurse or something. So I'm like, gosh, I can't make that. And so I told my mentor, and he was like, you know what? I'll take care of the. I'll take care of going to see this one. And he went. And later on that day, he was like, hey, um, you know, we got it under contract for the for the 5K. I mean, it's a heck of a deal. We can't let that one go. So then he was like, you know, your number one goal right now is to find a buyer for that. Awesome. And sure enough, I mean, within a week and a half, um, I was just talking to my father obviously like we're in the construction bin he was like yeah man so-and-so is looking to build and he's that's what he's buying right now is land and then i was like well give me his number and i i I called him up and um i we set something up i think for like a saturday at like two and and the guy never showed up man it's like oh my god 2 230 then it was 245 and i shoot him a text and then next thing you know i'm still out there waiting it's like 315 and i'm like yo i gotta go and so the embarrassing part to me was calling my mentor and telling him, like, yo, I know I told you that this guy was, like, really about it, but he just stood me up. Wow. And so my mentor was like, you know, it happens, dude. Just, just, you know, maybe he'll call you back. I don't know. You know, life happens. And sure enough, I get home, and he was, like, calls me up. He's like, Ray, like, I'm on my way right now. I'm sorry, like, this and that. And I'm just like, hey, you know, I had another property to go see. You're more than welcome to look at it. Let me know what your thoughts are. Um, so he checked it out is in that same night, that same Saturday night, um, we emailed him the contract, he signed it. And then Sunday I was picking up the earnest money check. And then I was like, sweet, we're going to close this Friday. Well, that Friday ended up turning to like close, close to like a month and a half because, uh, the sellers ended up having like liens, all crazy liens on it, and you know, wow. thankfully the title company like really worked with us and, and ended up clearing it all, and so we finally had it. But yeah, like like I said, I, I just I didn't expect my first wholesale deal to be on a you know just a piece of vacant yeah. land. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like on a little single family house or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because those <clears throat> I was gonna ask you where you got your buyer from, but you answered the question. But you know find buyers for vacant land is a very specific kind of buyer you're looking for and you're looking for a developer or somebody who's like a land buyer who rents out the land to somebody else and makes money that way or is like a land flipper or something so how much did you guys um how much did you get it under contract for to sell it yeah um so we ended up we got it under contract at five and then we ended up selling i uh, it was at uh 18.5 we ended up selling it to the guy Eighteen thousand five hundred. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. I mean it was definitely good. I mean the comps were coming out for like, just the houses there. I think they were maybe like eighties, like nineteen eighties, and they're and they're you know, rehab houses there were selling for close to, close to like one eighty, the one eighty ranges. So there was one other new build, and that one sold within like a week of being up for like, two thirty. And so this guy saw the numbers and he was like all about it. And, um, yeah, it, so it was, it was nice. I That's mean, awesome. I was, yeah, it was definitely happy. And then are you and your mentor like splitting the profits, um, in that sense? Do you have some sort of relationship like that where you get a percentage of every deal you close? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're going 50-50 on, on everything. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so that's how the first wheel deal went with the land. And then did you have any, the other two deals you did after that were those actual properties instead of land? Yeah, yeah. And so just uh, some properties that were actually like right outside my neighborhood. And then it just happened to, one of them, I came out and I saw it and I'm like, hey, you know, I called my mentor like, hey, these for sale by owners, like, you know, how do you go about these? And I was like, oh, I mean, you kind of got to like, those are a little trickier because you got to see, you know, if the people aren't motivated, they're just not going to sell. Yeah. And, um, no, I mean, one thing, well, even that one was funny too, because so, uh, like I said, I was always in construction site and, and, and I had, uh, for, for a bit, I had a stucco group. Um, so we're out doing stuccos and this lady that whose house I didn't know, my father told me, was like, yo, that's the, you know, those food trucks that go to like the job sites and yeah, like yeah, sell yeah. hot, hot plates at lunchtime. Yeah. It was like hers. So I'm like, no kidding. So I went for a jog and I saw her. I'm like, hey, and do you remember me? And she's like, yeah, I know you. I know your dad and all this. And I was like, man, why are you selling your house? She's like, man, I really just, my family's all in Miami and I just, I got to get over there. And then I was like, oh, well, I mean, do you mind if I check it out and anything? Just, I kind of just explained to her what we were. I mean, she was all about it. Wow. Um, and then she was, but like, she was like super motivated and all this. And then we started talking about the price I remember and, and she was asking for something like way, like outrageous, way yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at the houses they're selling, at, they're not really selling at that here in this neighborhood. Um, but she was up in the clouds, and then, <laughs> so I, yeah, I was, it was like I was like in New York, and she called me one night, and I was like, hey, are you still interested? Like I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm in, I'm in vacation right now, but uh, let me give you my mentor's number. And sure enough, they ended up doing it while I was out on vacation. Wow. Um, so it was that was that was actually pretty nice too, you know, being able to, because you see you see all these people that are have been in it for years and they're like, there's nothing better than you know making money while you're away. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, I'm gonna have to be doing that for like three years till I can see that. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I know it's and crazy. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, once you have like, because you had somebody on the ground who can you know help manage the deal flow while you're away, right? And, you know, same thing if you own a business, you have your employees that take care of stuff that happens while you're gone or whatever it may be. And I was in, for example, like, and I have a good example of that too. I was in, two weeks ago, I was in Hawaii for a week. It was like a really spontaneous trip. And I had four property closings in that same week. And oh, wow. all I did was, you know, escrow company sent me the documents and I just went to USPS um, just one day and got it notarized and sent them off, you know, dropped them off in FedEx or whatever, not EPS, USPS, but went and dropped them off in FedEx all in one day and kind of did an online notary and got them signed. And, you know, bam, I had sold four houses on my vacation. And I was like, okay, I can get, you know, I can get used to this. And, you know, even while I'm away, I could still be handling, you know, my business and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty incredible. Whereas if I was, you know, if I had a full-time job, I would have to take vacation time, which means I wouldn't get paid at all. And there's, you know, there's, you can't just be making money on, on your vacation if you have a regular nine to five. Right. Yeah. And like that week that I was on, you know, my, my company pays vacation, but I mean, I was like, okay, if it feels good, just getting paid your 40, you know, 40 hours a week while you're out, yeah. this felt even better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so it seems like two deals kind of came from 
your previous relationships? Did the third deal come from somebody you had known already? Uh, no, no. The third deal was actually just, um, which is crazy because it was like three, no, like maybe two blocks down from where this one was, this oh, lady right. that sold the lunch was. And I, I remember I was at work and um, my my mentor sends me a Facebook message and it was like, hey, isn't this one like right in the area where um, this other one was? And I look at it, I'm like, yeah, man, I know exactly where that's at. It's just two blocks down. Wow. And he was like, you think you can meet me there? I'm, I'm, I'm going to, or no, he was like, let me get all the details and then see if I can set something up for this evening. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So he tells me, he's like, hey, six o'clock, uh, I'll be there. So, you know, come by. And sure enough, I mean, I, I ended up, we were there. And then, so this deal was actually, a, it was a short, if I remember correctly, yeah, it was a short sale and it was from another wholesaler. And he just happened to, I think he was coming down to the day that he had a close on it and he reached out or someone somehow gave the information to my mentor. And um, we ended up, I think he, my mentor was kind of just came down to terms with, hey, how much were you looking, you know, getting out of this? And I think the guy was like, you know, if I get 5K, I, I, you know, I'm yeah. good with that. He was like, perfect. Here's your 5K. Let me take over. Um we sat on that one for a little bit, I think close to like two, three weeks. And, and, um, but we end, finally ended up getting, getting that one. So too. So yeah. it was, it was, you know, it was really, it, it was, it's funny now that I think about it and we're talking about it because, you know, I think I heard on one of your other podcasts, I, I think it was the nurse that was on. Um, yeah. and you were talking about how, when you start wholesaling, you start looking at, you know, your, your area, because that's what, you know, you yeah. know, those houses, you know what they're selling at. And so it's it's just funny that that's exactly where they sold. So that's I mean, awesome. yeah, it was yeah, cool. It was awesome. cool. Yeah, and that's the advantage of wholesaling around you is you you grew up in the neighborhood. You have a house in that neighborhood. You know, let's say you bought bought or rented that house, whatever it may be. You still know what prices are in general, um, and what prices should be, and if the that neighborhood's going up in value or going down in value or not changing at all. You know, you know what's what shopping center is changing or what they're adding here and there. You know where. And all of that information online is actually very difficult to dig up. Um, it sounds really easy when you're on the ground because you hear from it from, you know, people at the grocery store, people, you know, your friend group or your family, family friends, right? All that information kind of comes and, oh, did you hear the, the mall is being renovated and they're adding a movie yeah. theater? But, you know, it's hard to find that kind of information when you're looking at a very specific neighborhood just because it's not publicized that much and you would have to type, you know, very specific keywords into Google if you wanted to find articles about local developments and stuff like that. So that's like the benefit of investing locally and especially wholesaling locally because you can portray that story to your buyers and your investors who are buying those deals. Um, so for those two houses that you sold, what, what kind of buyers did you get? Were they local investors who wanted to rehab them? Um, or were they out-of-state investors? And then how do you guys actually build up your buyers list? Yeah, so for these two, those actually, they were, um, uh, they were local investors. Um, well, the one when I was out on vacation, that one was actually just uh, another, um, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't even think it was an investor. I think they just had the money and wanted to buy like a house because when you talk to me like well you know what are your plans what are you trying to do we we thought they were going to fix it up and kind of bring it up to you know it's top dollar but no i mean 
this is a really odd guy. But I remember him when my, when my mentor told me about him. <laughs> he was like one of those guys that as many questions as he asked, you could not get what really he was like going to do with it. Yeah. But we're like, you know what, you know, take it. But the other one, the other one that was two blocks down from it, yeah, he, he was an investor. It's actually, I just saw it um, not too, too long ago. It popped up on my automated emails. They, they actually put it at, at market. Nice. Um, I think we saw it. We think we ended up selling it to him for about, uh, I think, 130 And he, he did a few, you know, fix it up here and there, what it needed. And I think he listed it for like 180 or awesome. something like that or a little more. Awesome. Um, so that's other. And then buyers, I mean... Uh, so this goes back to a little bit to what I was doing um, before I started being like the boots on the ground was buying, building that buyer's list. So he does a lot of um, like he, he had he, we have an assistant who, who who runs all the, you know, the last cash transactions within like the last four or three yep. months in a certain area. Yep. So is that is that kind of what you do? Yeah, I do that as well. And then I send those people direct mail actually and say hey i saw you bought the cash property here wanted to know if right. you were interested in this property so that's what i do. Right. What do what do you guys do yeah so so it's very similar but we don't send out the direct uh mail we i actually you know sit i, I remember those days i come out of work at four and i'm on the phone from 4 30 to like eight going through them i mean every number there is calling 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 just cold calls um and that's how that's how I build my buyers list. I just wow. cold calls like, yeah, all right. And I said, okay, let me, you know, look into my inventory, see what we have, and I'll, I'll follow up with you in 24 hours uh, with anything that I have, and you know, just shoot them like, hey, I got a buyer, they're interested in this, and you know, if we had some, if he had something already that he needed to get out, would send it to him. And and till this day, I mean, I have at least uh, out of all those calls, I think like uh, at least five, and uh, that I'm that I talk to, I maybe at least once a month call them see if they're still in it and let them know you know hey i'm still looking uh, many, for what you for what you want and how many phone calls do you think you made to get those five buyers uh <laughs> shoot man yeah 500 uh, man i think i'm in the ballpark if not a little more yeah if not a little more but i remember that my girlfriend was like what are you <laughs> doing on the phone all day <laughs> Who are all these numbers? And I'm we like, checked listen. Your, yeah, we checked your bill. It's <laughs> double, right? Yeah, I was like, shoot, man. Um, so, but I remember the first one that I actually called, and it was like, yeah, I'm interested. It was like, and I remember I kept counting. I was at like call 250 oh or two, God. at least, at least 200. And I'm like, God, at this point, I, I remember I texted him earlier that day, my mentor, and I was like, how many calls do you make till you hit one? buyer yeah and then he was like right you just got to keep pounding him and there's no number you could get lucky on your first one or like you you know you're down quite a ways (laughs) but i kind of i still i I found the joy in it i that's good (laughs) you know like i really i really didn't i wouldn't i'm always the type to just call like i never saw myself cold calling someone that i didn't know yeah and then at the end of it i'm like hey you know, we really, we don't have much action going on today. You got any buyers list that I can dial up? Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, sure, here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something yeah, that's big good. that um, is hard for millennials for some reason to get over is cold calling. Um, yes. I, and I, I mean, I understand, and you probably felt the same way, but when I first, somebody first told me, or like, you know, a mentor told me, oh, yeah, all right, it's time for us to call 
you know, I was working for a commercial developer, real estate developer here in Los Angeles, and we were cold calling equity investors for millions of dollars, and we would do cold calls. And he was like, just listen to me for a week or two, and then you're going to start doing it. And I'm like, what? You want me to call for what? <laughs> I'm like, hell no, I'm never doing this thing. And I'm not, I'm not going to call somebody and you know, waste their time and ask them for a million dollars, right? Like, I'm never going to do that. Mm. And he's like, no, you got to do it. One of these, you know, you're going to call 100 of these equity guys, and we're going to get one who's maybe interested. And that's literally what we did. We had an Excel spreadsheet, and we would just cold call all day follow up, send emails, create packages for our deals and all that kind of stuff. And that's how we found our, you know, our investors for our commercial development deals. Um, but even for the reason I ask is how many phone calls you make is because people give up after 25 phone calls um, yeah. and you need to make 2,500 phone calls to, to build a base for your business, you know? Um, and even for me, when I was building my first real estate team out of state, I, I had to call for three months straight and I would call real estate agents, property managers, contractors, and vet every single one of those people. Um, and it was literally three months straight of me phone calling people. And I got super lucky. There was a new listing that came up in the neighborhood I liked in Memphis. I called the listing agent, asked him a couple of questions, and then I turned to my you know brother and my dad who were helping me at the time. Um, will still help me today, but they were you know with me at the time and they were, I was like, I finally found an agent who knows what the hell he's talking about, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it took, you know, it took three months of, of calling agents on Zillow, reaching out on bigger pockets until I actually found somebody who was my fit. And, you know, it, this business is totally a numbers game. Um, and it, you need to do a whole lot of, of numbers and reaching out and doing stuff that makes you uncomfortable. And like you said, find the joy in it. Right. So, I didn't want to make phone calls every day for three months straight to find my team, but I knew that eventually there was going to be that one person who fit my box um, right. or for you, who, who is an investor who's ready for the next one. And maybe it not be, it may not be, you know, today or tomorrow, but that's the other thing too, is like keep reaching for that, for that list of phone numbers you have for potential buyers. It's about reaching out back to them and the follow up too. If you call them yep. and they say they're not interested, but they, you know, maybe give you their criteria and you don't have anything, you know, even though you might not have anything for the next three months, you should still reach out to that person and just keep stay in their mind. Their criteria may change. They may have done a refinance and have, you know, you know, $250,000 in cash now that they're ready to, to put into something and they need to do something. Um, and that's what I found too, is that people's, people's minds are always changing and all their criteria is, are changing as well and the follow-up too is is super important um whether you're selling or trying to you know get new buyers and, and projects yeah absolutely man the follow-up is, is something that's that's a game changer yeah. and and as long as you have something that reminds you you know what whatever like for example I, we have probate leads we still work probate leads and there was this one i was i was actually over in um in la in february and my mentor sent it over and was like, hey, you know, follow up with this person. And we had actually scheduled an appointment for the day for the weekend that I got back. And the lady calls me literally the night before um, and was like, hey, you know, like my brother and my sister are also on this. And, you know, we just don't feel like we're ready to sell. And yeah. I was like, hey, no problem. Thanks for letting me know before I came out. Yeah. And just last week, my mentor was like, hey, you remember this seller? I was like, yeah, he was like. 
Uh, I have them here on the notes ready to follow up. Let's give them a follow up. And sure enough, I called her. I actually, I have an appointment to go see her. No way. Um, and now they're actually like really motivated and they're like, yeah, I mean, come on, come on, check it out. Let's see. And, and let's put something together. Um, so I was like, shoot, I mean, that's the perfect example. You got to follow yeah. up, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had buyers say that to me. I mean, sellers say that to me all the time. Um, that happened to me like three or four times where it was the mom owned the property and then she was on the phone with me and she was like, yeah, I'm ready to sell my house for 25 grand or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll send somebody out. And then we would send somebody out. We would get the rehab bid back. And then I would call the woman who owned the property and she's like, yeah, you know, I talked to my kids and they don't want to, they don't want to move now. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I just wasted all this time and effort and blah, blah, blah. But, um, and that was something that I kind of messed up early on was not following up. And there could have been a ton more deals that I could have, that I could have saved or, um, you know, maybe something may have happened to their kids and they, ch they actually sat and thought about it a little bit more and wanted to sell. Um, but you never know what's going on in people's lives. And the thing is, they're, they're not going to reach out to you. You always have to be present and active in people's minds because, you know, trust me that these, these buyers and sellers and everybody who has information on the public domain is getting blown up left and right if they have their name on anything. And you got to be the one who, who keeps coming back and back and back. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the value, um, you know, for people looking to start and the, and, and having a mentor, because like yeah. you, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that I would have never followed. I'm actually, I'm positive. I would have never followed up. I'd have been like, okay, that's a dead lead. Yep. Right. Yep. But these mentors that give you little tips like that, it's like, Hey, you know, just do that in five minutes, call back exactly. and next to you, next to you know, it's, 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 it's a hot lead now. Exactly. Um, so that's definitely the value in mentors because they've been through it, man. Why, why do you have to go through it again? Yeah. You know, through everything they have been through. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. How much time does it take? If they don't answer, it takes 15 seconds and you leave the voicemail. Exactly. And you're done. And there was actually a bigger pockets podcast that was super interesting. This guy used to flip like 250 houses a year and he would always call these sellers and he would he would literally every other week follow up with them on Fridays because Fridays were his slow days and he would just every day just the same list over and over people would say no I'm not ready no I don't want to sell and two weeks later he would call again be like hey this is you know Mike just want to see if you want to sell your home and they'd be like no not don't want to sell right now and he would call back call back and he would get he was telling a story of how <laughs> for two years straight, he was calling this lady every other week and she said, no, I'm never going to sell. No, I'm never going to sell. And she owned like seven properties on the same street or whatever. Two years later, she's, and he had built a relationship with this lady and two years in, um, he calls her one Friday afternoon and she picks up. She's like, Mike, I need to sell my house. Like, my my kids are moving and I need to go be with them and blah, and I'm buying a house in Miami or whatever it is and she's like I need to sell them can you just take them off my hands like I need them gone in a week and he's like yeah no problem and he goes and he ends up buying all these seven houses that this one wow and it was just again that's just the value of the follow up right and you know that's a really extended version but you know following that's what the the pros are doing and the masters are continuously following up with these people and putting a system in place to make it easy to follow up. And I'm not sure what you guys do to follow up because I found it pretty hard to put it <coughs> into my calendar or put a system in place to actually do the follow up. And so I've been using like a to-do list and kind of just putting it in a to-do list with a due date. Um, but I'm not sure how, how are you guys 
keeping track of your follow-up, if at all? Yeah, so my mentor, he, he has his own uh, system, which is Podio. I'm sure you've heard of Podio. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, he uses Podio, and, uh, you know, he has it set up, and I'm not – I don't know how to work that stuff, man. He, he takes care of those reminders, but, like, me, on my own level, so, like – I got a whiteboard and I have it in my room Nice. and literally every call, obviously if it's a dead one and like no appointments even made, then it doesn't go on there. But if it does, and for some reason they're not ready, for example, like on this rating someone, which I wasn't doing at the time, but now it had it happened today, I would have just put it, you know, follow up in three months and, um, you know, give it another follow up. If I, if I see that they're still kind of head, like almost there, but not quite, then I give them, you know, follow up in another certain amount of time. Yeah. If not, if they're really like, no, then, then they kind of just start getting off the, off the board. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a whiteboard that, you know, gives me my current leads that I need to hit, uh, you know, the ones that are iffy and then to follow up with the ones that are uh, under contract and then my closed ones down at the end. Um, so that's kind of how I keep my own. Gotcha. Uh, I think eventually, once I get a little more, I'll have to find another one. But for now, that, that that's working really good with me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then, how are you? So for the cash, you said you were pulling cash buyers list. What tool do you guys use to pull those cash buyers for your zip codes um, in the neighborhoods you're investing in? Yeah. And I and dude, I I honestly I don't know what what he uses. Okay. He just uses some system. Yeah. He uses a system that he has his uh he has his the assistant do and then i get you know that excel spreadsheet i'll, I'll have those but i i'm not i'm not familiar with okay. um which system then, used on that do, does that come in with the phone numbers or do you have to do the skip tracing yeah no no so so here it already comes with uh all the phone numbers and okay, awesome. like possible i think mean, you'll have like one name with like five and you got to call all five yeah, yeah four yeah. of them would just be dead but yeah okay yeah because i know there's a bunch of different tools out there for doing that and finding you know, people whose names and names are on record and then the system automatically finds their phone number. So for everybody listening, yeah, there's a ton of tools out there which do exactly what he was saying. Yeah, and I know, like, maybe I think it's the first time that I met him, he might have sent it to me, but I can't find I don't think I'll be able to find it. Okay. See if I find it. If I find it, I'll, I'll mention it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because we can put a link in the description notes or something for people to, to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Um, and then, so what's your... So that's about what you've been doing. What's your kind of what's your goal now? So in six months you've done three deals, so a deal every other month. And what's your kind of plan for scaling? Are you looking at trying to? What's your goal for this year in terms of business and the side hustle you have? Yeah. So man, by the end of this year, I really have set it um, to just be doing this full time. I, I really want to get down to where, you know, I'm at least being able to close one a deal a month. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I'd like to be to go in full time. I, I just don't want to rush it. You know what I yeah. mean? I want to see how, how it keeps going, but come the last quarter of the year, I'd really, really, I really, and, and, and there's things that go into it. My, my company's being bought out and you know how that goes when you're buying out companies. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a headache. And, but I think the way I'm going with the drive that I have and, and the work I'm putting in, I, I, I don't see that being a problem. So that's my goal by the end of the year is just being full time man, full time. Um, and booking out my weeks with just properties to see. Nice. Awesome. So one deal a month, you think that would be able to, that'd be enough for you to live and survive? Uh, no, that's just enough for, I mean, yeah, it'll be enough. Uh, obviously want more, but that's just going to be enough to get me to 
to say, okay, yeah, I'll be comfortable leaving my, you know, my my nine to five that I have right now. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the goal is obviously get a little more. Yeah, okay, awesome. Yeah, I mean, that sounds it sounds doable. You're doing a deal every other month in order to just increase that to a deal a month. Um, you kind of just have to 10x what you're doing, right? So, you know, the exactly. same the same buyer's leads you can use over and over again. It's really just figuring out those sellers and, you know, having you or having a virtual assistant, um, which is maybe something you and your mentor want to think about of a virtual assistant actually doing all those co- those phone calls. Oh, but you have the realtor um, making those phone calls for you. Because a lot of... A lot of wholesalers use a VA, and the VA calls all of mm-hmm. the, those names and numbers. Um, so you can actually use that same system you're using to find those cash buyers, to find homeowners who have lived there over five years and who you know own their house free and clear, right? So and then that can pull phone numbers, and then you can have a VA, or you can send all those to your real estate agent. I just don't know <laughs> how much he wants a phone call, but. You kind of can go through a stage one with with your VA of calling those people and see if they have at least any interest in selling, um, and that would be a way for you to then to then scale, um, because buying you know using those cat that cash buyers list and having a couple of investors for that neighborhood who, where you're where you're finding those leads you know they're going to keep coming back and back and back right after three or six months whenever those projects are done so you know you need way less buyers leads than you do with the sellers but yeah absolutely and and i know that for the probate that he does we do have a va and and she'll make those initial contacts and then just pass the information for a follow-up with them awesome um so yeah and then how does he how are you guys getting your probate leads are you guys getting it with that same system or do you actually go to the courthouse or do you do it online no he go, he'll he'll make a trip down to the courthouse okay Awesome. Yes, and I mean sometimes if I if I if I'm able to make it out there, I'll make it. We'll just you know. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit for people who may not know what probate is or why we said courthouse? Yeah. Um, so probate is just like, for example, I guess like uh, you know if you have if you from what I see mostly out here is like parents that moved down here especially because uh, we have a military base down so a lot of ours come from that like parents moved in closer to where their kids are now and they yeah. bought these houses and you know they end up passing away unfortunately and 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 a lot of these uh you know the the kids are left with this properties and i think that's just primarily that's what it is like yep. Yep. it's 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 left to you and in, yep. in some in some cases in most cases these you don't people don't want this responsibility they don't want this second house like i ended up with this what am i going to do with it now um and that's what probate is Uh, so we just follow up with them sometimes they get they get complicated because like i like we mentioned earlier they have three to four siblings and one sibling wants to sell the other one wants to keep and this one wants that much and the other one wants yeah man they get messy exactly yeah Uh, because the so the people who who own the property pass away and then those you know, they leave that property to their dependents or, you know, their children, right? And then that's why sometimes these deals go to court. Sometimes they're solved before they go to court if they're just one one, one son or one daughter. But, you know, they go to court because there may be two brothers and two sisters and everybody's fighting over what they want and what piece they want of the house. And, it, yeah, like you said, it can get a little bit crazy. Um, I bet on a lot of those deals it's just like, 
you guys call and you're like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're never gonna figure this out. And sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes deals in probate court can can be in there for six months, a year, two years, um, just because everybody, you know, is trying to get what they want and is not negotiating at all with their other siblings. Yeah, they go. They, sometimes they can go for a while, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I've I've been trying to find a way to to go since I'm not local and I'm out of state. It's been a little bit harder for me to go to the courthouse. Um, so I've been trying to find a way to, to get those courthouse leads. Um, and I've actually thought about just hiring somebody on the ground who can go and do it or or something like that. Or maybe hiring a, a local realtor to pay them for the time to go and pull those leads and actually reach out. And so those are there's a bunch of other ways, even if you're not investing locally, to, to pull those leads from the courthouse. Yeah, and, and, and my mentor... Before I came along, uh, that's what he was doing. Actually, at that that time in February when I was up in the when I was over there in L.A., he uh, he was like, hey, you know, really need to pull some some um, the the list from the courthouse in a county over here called Polk County. And I was like, hey, I can have one of my cousins do it. And he was like, good, tell him <laughs> I'll shoot him. Should tell him I'll shoot him a quick fifty dollars to just go down there. And I was like, all right, cool. And that's so awesome. yeah, I mean, there's definitely ways to get it. Yeah, you know. And Craigslist is another great tool as well. Um, some people actually, you know, they've done that before, and you'll get a bunch of phone calls. I've used Craigslist for so many things out of state. I have them hang up bandit signs, do other yard work or, or clean out properties. There's a ton of stuff you can do, and you can. They have this section called just gigs in Craigslist, <laughs> and you can have people just come come and do manual labor for you at a really cheap price. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, That's definitely. Nice. I'd recommend looking it up if you need anybody to do something for you for one day or whatever, maybe for for a quick yeah. fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. I mean, is there any? So coming up to an hour here, is there? What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have more questions, or you know, maybe somebody's local to you in in Tampa and wants to take you out for coffee? So what's the best way for people to to reach out? Yeah. Um, so. Honestly, just on my phone, I'm on it all the time, and I don't have a problem talking to people. Uh, just anyone give a call. I can give out the number. Um, if not, like, definitely, I think I'm most active on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. And what's your Instagram? My Instagram is just, uh, what, what am I going to give you, my full name or the at name? The at name. The at name, right. It's gonna, so it's going to be M-U-N-D-O-P-E. And I don't know why I haven't changed that yet, but I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Mundo PE. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Oh, it's supposed to be like Moon Dope. You know? Moon Dope. I guess it was cool. Oh, it was cool back in high school. Moon Dope. <laughs> Half it. of my name. Because my boy Ray, Ray Mundo. Ray oh, Mundo. Okay. Moon Dope. Oh, okay. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There okay. It is. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for coming on the show, and um, we'll, I'd love to have you back later on in the year and see maybe once you reach your goal and you're able to quit the day job and do this full time. We'd love to have you back. And thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on and sharing. Oh, absolutely, man. I'd love to come back in here and then kind of just share what, you know, what happened between now and, and the yeah. end of the year. Hopefully yeah. you guys are hearing me say, Hey, I'm full time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would love it. Yeah. Again, thanks for, thanks for coming back on and we'll have you back later in the year. Absolutely, man. All right. Thanks. <laughs>